0: Hi, welcome back to the AYO podcast for an episode on getting your classical on. Today, four of the country's top orchestral musicians will give me a rundown on their experience with classical music and how the genre is evolving for the next generation. From the very first piece they heard to their newest recommendations and what the music means to them. Hi everyone, it's great to have you here. Uh, Could you start by introducing yourselves? Hi, I'm Carissa and I play percussion.
1: Hi, I'm Simon, I play the French horn. Hi there. I'm Tiger. I play the bassoon.
0: And I'm Robin, I play violin. Obviously, you're all living and breathing music. If you weren't pursuing careers in classical music, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: I think I'd probably own a plant shop.
0: I'd probably actually
2: be in primary school teaching because I really like working with kids. Yeah, I have a similar thing. I'd probably be
3: working in childcare or education.
4: Actually, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be like an author, but then like I grew up and realized all my ideas were really <laughs> terrible and derivative. And I don't want to do that anymore. No.
0: <laughs> Maybe you could write books about bassoons.
4: Maybe, yeah.
0: So what was the first piece you sort of heard as a child that really got you into the genre?
3: Well, I never really had like an introduction as a child. I kind of just randomly picked violin one day and then kept going. But the first piece that I really connected with, it was pretty much in like year eight. Yeah. Year nine or something. And it was uh, The Planets by Holst. And oh, it was great. It was so good.
2: I actually think it was also the planets. Um, oh, yeah. I remember going to uh, the concert by Wasso when I was actually really young, and we had to do it as uh, like music school um, excursion, and we had to answer questions about, you know, what instrument was playing the theme and that kind of thing. And that just really kind of exposed me to the orchestral and um, classical music genre.
4: I remember we had a little kind of music box, carousel, trinket thing at home, and when you spun it, it did a little jingly for release. <laughs> and I th- also for release, because I started on piano, and yeah. that was one of the pieces I learned on piano
1: mm. early on. When I picked up the horn in, like, year eight, I had a teacher who showed me a lot of music and it was actually a band piece that made me go, oh, I really want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. It's called Dance Movements. But then since then, I've just had so many good experiences that have like kept reaffirming that mm-hmm. like drive to do classical music as a career.
0: Could you pick out a small section that you'll be playing at the concert on the weekend and why it's sort of significant to you? I'm playing snare drum in La Valse by
2: Ravel. Mm-hmm. And um, my favourite section happens about one minute from the end where it starts getting really hectic and um, Ravel's basically mocking the waltz, um, the Viennese waltz, Mm -hmm. and the snare drum part basically has beats two and three as the emphasis, and then in the second bar of it has a rough with a crescendo with the strings, Mm -hmm. and it just, it feels so great to play with the strings and the timpani with the crescendo, and it just gets faster and faster to the end, which is really exciting um, Mm -hmm. and really exhilarating to play when you get it right.
4: I think the part there's a part that I really like it's not even a bassoon solo it's a bit in the first movement of the Mozart Symphony we're playing the Hafner Mm -hmm. and in this first movement there's lots of bits where the entire orchestra plays in complete unison and there's a bit towards the end of the exposition and it comes back at the end it sounds really grotesque and unhinged it It's almost like a chromatic scale that starts from down below and everyone does these tremolos and it's like... And I think it it shows off, I guess, Mozart's sense of humour because then there's plenty of other sections in the movement that are, you know, all refined and light-sounding and there's this, like, unhinged, just Mm -hmm. sounding, everyone playing this massive scale out of nowhere... And yeah, I find that to be really fun. I think
1: my, my favourite part about, especially where I'm playing in the section on fourth, is all the bits that... All of the horns are playing together in these loud, tootie moments, um, especially in like the first and second movements of the Shostakovich.
0: And there's quite a lot of people who feel they need to know a lot about the genre, a lot about the composers and all the pieces before they can even attend a classical music concert. What do you guys think about that?
4: It's good to... Kind of lead your audience into ease them into your performance by giving them a bit of maybe background or context which you can do in program notes or just saying a little bit but I definitely don't think there should be any expectation that you need to come into a classical music concert as an expert I think our goal should be aiming just through our performance craft and how we engage the audience that that should hopefully entertain them enough and if we succeed then that can encourage them if they want to explore the genre further.
1: I don't, I don't think that you need to have any clue about what's going on as long as you can go there with an open mind mm-hmm. um, and open ears to kind of... Because, I mean, everyone's going to experience something different. Everyone's going to get different emotions and different meaning from what's being played.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's more about just coming in with an open mind um, and being open to the experience. And, you know, if you don't feel anything maybe from a particular piece, it doesn't mean that you're never going to feel anything for classical music. You just have to find something yeah. that works for you. So it's kind of just having the patience and, you know, finding out that maybe that one wasn't for you. But mm-hmm. there's another composer out there that probably has written yeah. something that you'll really enjoy. For sure. Yeah,
3: pretty much exactly what Carissa said. Um, it's just well, everyone—it's just an open mind. And mm-hmm. there's so many variant variations of what classical music is. It's not like what you'd expect all the time. Like there's some stuff where it's like, there's just jokes in it. Whereas there's other stuff that's really serious or mm-hmm. really romantic and heavy or just really light and fun. And it doesn't, there's so much out there for each different kind of
0: occasion. Mm-hmm. So I think just go and see as many as you can and I wanted to comment on maybe the stigma or perceptions around you know the exclusiveness that surrounds classical music and how do you think we can open the conversation and maybe adapt to future listeners because essentially I guess you're the next generation of classical musicians
4: I think getting more people into classical music would I think the best way is probably word of mouth like invite not just your classical music friends but people outside of those circles to your concerts For sure. and i think like there's actually more potential interest than we think because like those film you know those concerts where they play the film score yeah of yeah. like a like movie and, and people love those yeah. and they love the music or yeah. like i'll go on youtube and i'll f- when i'm listening to a classical music piece mm-hmm. and you, if you go in the comments you'll see people like I heard this in a video game or I heard yeah. this in a TV show and I wanted to come check it out. So yeah. I think a lot of that interest is potentially there. We just yeah. need to make it seem more open for people to explore it further.
1: I think there's something to be said about how uh, music education from a young age is presented because so much of like the musicians that are here on camp... It would have been a lot of private lessons and private experiences that not everyone has access to. Mm-hmm. So if you increase the access, um, like a lot of the, the Sydney Symphony, which is my like home orchestra, mm-hmm. um, they do a lot of concerts for schools, um, and for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making sure that you can actually broaden your musical horizons from a young age really helps, I think, improve classical music in general and also stops it from being this elitist Mm. only educated people can come watch because I think it's just a case of they if you haven't Mm. been exposed to it of course you're not going to understand it Mm. but if you can have that those experiences when you're young it helps really like a lot
2: yeah I definitely agree and I also think that there's something to remember and A lot of what we listen to and go around, you know, these days in the car, you're listening to music. When you're watching TV or movies, there's always music along to it. And if you look at stuff like Fantasia, where they have classical music brought to life in animation, I think a lot of orchestras and even ensembles now are looking at ways that they can kind of enhance the music through adding in dance or visual elements, and that might be a way in which we can help people get into that genre because sometimes you know it's hard to just listen to something without any context or how that story is brought to life with a visual or you know dance that kind of brings it to life yeah
3: yeah I agree with everything everyone's said already but um I also think that um us as musicians we can kind of open the doors a little bit more we can put on concerts that aren't really expensive mm-hmm. and so it gives that accessibility to people who don't have a lot of money who've never thought oh i've got my weekend free i'm going to go see a symphony i'm going to see the opera or something mm-hmm. whereas we can make it as accessible as just going into a bar and seeing some live gigs and we can talk to them talk to the audience mm-hmm. as we before we play just to give context to make it a little bit more personable yeah.
0: and that's been something that's been spoken about a lot at camp this year mm-hmm. which yeah. is really great so lastly what piece would you recommend to someone who is completely new to the genre
2: I'd have to say Romeo and Juliet by Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. When I heard that piece, I was just absolutely in love. There's just there's lyrical and romantic sections. There's violence. Um, you can literally hear, like, the swords clanging together. And mm-hmm. a lot of people would be familiar with the story of Romeo and Juliet. So some listening to something like that, if you didn't really know how the music relates, I think you could still pick it out through the music, which is something really special um, and possibly a way in which you can listen to more music in that style um, just because it's so captivating and goes through so many emotions within the piece.
1: Alias 5, it is, it's so good. It's, it's kind of like film music but no f- with no film to it. It's just like the, m- the motivic elements are just so expressive and vast. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really cool symphony with a really cool story to it as well. For
4: these kinds of questions, I always just say my favourite piece, Debussy's Reflections on the Water, which it's not too long, so I guess that's a good way to introduce someone. Mm-hmm. And I think it's got a lot of drama and contrast and a lot of beautiful moments, and it's quite accessible to the ear, mm-hmm. while also kind of having some cool, like, jazzy, unusual harmonies and i think that piece displays how powerful like evocative classical music can be cuz yeah. it's meant it's like impressionist it's meant to evoke the title of reflections on the water and when i listen to that piece i think that piece like masterfully evokes exactly that mm-hmm. and yeah
0: yeah yeah and you think a whole range of audiences can kind of enjoy that. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, I'm going to say Holst again, the planets. I mean, Mars is basically
3: Star Wars. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It's so accessible. And there's, like, I mean, one of the movements is a... I I think it's a rugby. I'm not sure what sport it is, but it's, like, one of their theme songs. Each movement is just so incredible, and there's (laughs) so much life in the movement. And and, uh, every time I hear it, it's just... Incredible and it moves me so much. And <laughs> so good.